Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Mostly about your phone calls, but with only two exceptions today. Appreciate Will Brinson dropping by from CBS Sports on the NFL. Mike Jaminski, former ACC Player of the Year on the court. Spent more than a decade in the NBA as well. Now an outstanding analyst for CBS Sports and the ACC Network. Part of the call last night as NC State beat Wake Forest. We're heading into a college basketball weekend where nationally, you have Florida, Kentucky, Texas at West Virginia, Xavier and Seton Hall go head-to-head in a matchup of more top 25 teams. Closer to home, State hosts top 25 Miami. Wake hosts number two Virginia. Duke hosts Pitt. Carolina hosts Georgia Tech. So all the bo- the big four squads on their home courts this weekend. Mike Jaminski joins us now. Mike, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good, David. Um, you know, it was it was funny. I was up in uh, I was up in Syracuse on Tuesday, and uh, had Pitt up there, and then I flew back to Charlotte and thought I landed in Syracuse again. <laughs> with, with, yeah, with with the weather. <laughs> Um, and uh, it was, you know, yes, I, I chose to drive up yesterday to kind of let things pass through, and there were about 40 cars off the side of the road, and, you know, I'm 85 and 40 coming up, so I know I know how this area is with snow and a storm like this, And but the, maybe it's going to be 60 this weekend, and it'll all be gone. Um, you know, it's that, uh, that old adage around here that God put it there, he'll take it away. Well, my son is now a freshman at UNC Charlotte, so I got weatherman-style updates from him. And I also saw that the, <laughs> the Charlotte Checkers hockey team, because of dangerous conditions, actually played a game in front of no spectators at all. They they yep. told people not to come to the game. Hey, since you happen to spend a lot of time there, before we get into college basketball, I wanted your thoughts on the news this morning that the Charlotte Hornets, who one of their best players in franchise history is Kemba Walker, According to Adrian Wojnarski of ESPN, who's usually ahead of the curve on such things, the Hornets are at least considering trade offers that include Kemba Walker. You've been a player in NBA locker rooms. You know what Kemba has meant to that franchise. Where do you stand on the whole better get something for him during a disappointing season so that you can rip the whole thing down and, and build for something in the longer term versus what some Hornets fans are saying today? What will be worth watching over the next few years if you don't have Kemba anymore? Yeah, I know. You know, it's, and I, I feel bad. I mean, that franchise has been through so much. And, I've, you know, Steve Clifford has had some incredible health issues over the last six weeks, two months. Um, you know, I've texted him back and forth. And, you know, the, that, you know his health, the most important thing. But they, they just seem to be on a treadmill. Um, you, you, the worst thing you can do is be kind of, you know, that seventh, eighth seed or just outside of it and get the, you know, last lottery pick. Um, you know, I think they've, they've had some bad drafts. They've had some guys who were, um, you know, who have been hurt. Um, uh, you know, I, I admire Kemba for what he's done. I've, I've never been a fan of small guards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and it's going to be an interesting call for, for Michael Jordan and, and his group there and uh, to see, you know, one, what is Steve Clifford's health going forward? Um, you know, the Dwight Howard um, experiment, you know, he is who he is, and but it really hasn't been an impact. And, I, you know, I felt 
you know, at the beginning of the season that Cody Zeller was going to be a huge part of what they did, and he's been out. Um, so there, there's just there's just no traction there, and um, I, I guess they've you know decided if I, I don't know what you know I think Kemba they probably they got him relative to the market today at a pretty good contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a matter of if you can find a trade partner. If there's somebody out there who thinks that he can be the guy that can make a difference in the second half of the season, um, you know, Michael Gilchrist, uh, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of that draft. So, uh, you know, it, it's the, the, the whole franchise is in a very weird position right now. And, I, you know, if, if they do decide to tear it down, I think there will be some blowback. Mike Jaminski joining us on the David Glenn Show. I do not know why I can never remember this about you, but having grown up in Connecticut, did you end up a Patriots fan? Have you adopted the Carolina Panthers? Are you otherwise interested in the NFL weekend? I don't know why I can never remember that. Most people who grow up where you grow up get brainwashed into that whole Patriots thing. Well, let me let me explain Connecticut to you, David. It's, uh, it's kind of like North and South Korea. Yeah, yeah. All right, there's a there's the 38th parallel <laughs> that, that runs right near right through the middle of the state. Now, I grew up in southern Connecticut okay. in the boot, and everybody down there are New York. I grew up a New York Knicks, Giants, and um, Yankee fan. Yankee first and foremost. I can picture this on the map now that you're mentioning it. You know the. the, 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 the the southernmost folks trend towards New York City, and the northernmost yep, folks trend toward Boston, right? Exactly. Yeah, the Hartford, the Hartford crowd up in that way, they're all they're all in on you know on the on the Patriots and the Red Sox, and so the you know we're we're kind of this you know we're kind of this benign Switzerland right in the middle of it, <laughs> and uh, just whoever you're closest to, that's that's who you you know that's who you grow up cheering for. Mike Jaminski joining us on the David Glenn Show. You never know what we're going to pick his brain about. We did invite him primarily for college basketball. And with that in mind, it feels like we're following versions of the Duke and Carolina stories that we have seen many times over the years. And we'll have you back to talk about the Devils and the Heels. I'm fascinated about the Virginia basketball story right now. They're yep. top five in the efficiency rankings. They're number two in the polls. They're 17-1 and one overall. They're the only undefeated team in ACC play. And yet, most people want to talk about they don't have enough NBA players. They don't have enough McDonald's All-Americans. And unless you have those things, you don't really win national championships. Where do you put the Cavaliers of Tony Bennett in the broader college basketball universe right now, considering all that they've accomplished so far? Well, I've, you know, I've talked about Tony before on this show. He was actually my last three years in the league with Charlotte. He was a rookie. And um, I believe still holds the all-time career three-point percentage record in college of like 51%. <laughs> he will be so happy that um, you said that. <laughs> but but he, I, you know, David, you know, there are guys you play with who you know are going to be sitting in a head coaching chair somewhere. Yeah. And his, his dad, Dick, was famous up in – up in Wisconsin, up in that area, came up through the D3 schools and eventually, you know, you know and, he, and Tony played for his dad at Wisconsin Green Bay. Um, similar style. Um, but, you know, the thing that jumps at me, they rarely have a single player who's in the top 20 in any category, individual category. Right. Yet their team statistics 
are off the charts. Now they, you know, I think they must pass out five-hour energies before the crowd comes into the game up there, you know, because it's not the most aesthetically pleasing thing you ever see. But, but all they do is win. And um, he's done an incredible job. And I've never seen such connectivity on offense and defense from a team. I mean, they are truly a team, and that's how they win. Um, and they defend. They play a grinded-out style. It's very tough for teams that like to run to speed up a team that will really control the tempo of the game. And he's, he just does a masterful job of, you know, Malcolm Brogdon aside, you know, who's, you know who's, who made the league, he doesn't turn out a lot of pros. But, you know, the fact of the matter is he's, you know, he's there to win games for the University of Virginia. And that's what he's doing. And I think the, the crowd, you know, the thing that's great about going to a game there is a lot of times the, the students and the fans will count down the shot clock when um, they're on offense. Yeah. They do it when Virginia's on defense. <laughs> right. Just to let the team know, you know, you guys are in trouble right now. There's three seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> and, um, and that's uh, – it's it really is it, – to me, this is just to me, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch, just how they play together, how they're just – they're all on the same page. And uh, I think he's built an, imp- an incredible program there. Mike Jaminski is joining us. Wake hosts number two Virginia on Sunday night among the ACC options on the menu this weekend. NC State, uh, a game where Mike Jaminski was part of the call last night as the Wolfpack beat the Demon Deacons. The Pack hosts top 25 Miami on Sunday. As we let you go, and I only left you about a minute for this, your thoughts on the Wolfpack that you just watched. They have an unusual resume where they lost at home to UNC Greensboro. But as you know, they beat Arizona when they were number two. They beat Duke when they were number two. They just beat Clemson at home. They took care of Wake last night. They get Miami on Sunday. What is going to be the difference between, you know, a nice solid season for Kevin Keats in year one versus somehow getting on a roll and becoming an NCAA tournament team at State? Well, I I did that game against Greensboro, so I saw the – kind of the nader of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but get, getting Markel Johnson back was, I think, a big boost to them. Um, and talking to Kevin, you know, I said, you know, here's the thing. You need to play at home or you need to play ranked teams. Um, and, uh, you know, he wasn't – he seemed to be pretty comfortable with where they were because there are three losses to this point were at tough places on the road. Yeah. And, you know, they've got a pretty desperate Miami team that's coming in. Um, you know, nobody thought they'd be this far down, you know, in the conference at this point. So, but, uh, you know, your seven is, your seven has been a big, big plus for them. And he's, he's playing great. And the thing Dave, I know in the second half that they played Johnson, um, and Braxton Beverly together. Now, again, it's a short backcourt, right. but I thought it was very effective. And, um, I, you know, I think if, if, you know, they can get some confidence at home and then somehow translate that to the road, they're going to be right in the mix. Because you look, there are 10 teams right now in the league that are within two games of one another. Yeah. So that was a big win for them last night. They're certainly right in the mix. His name is Mike Jaminski, former ACC Player of the Year, CBS Sports, ACC Network. Great to hear your voice, man. Thanks for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it.